This episode of Comic Book Junto is brought to you by Bear Fruit, a Philadelphia-based lifestyle brand dedicated to turning beliefs into creative action and inspiring others to do the same. Head over to bearfruit.com, that's B-3-A-R-F-R-U-I-T.com, and sign up for our newsletter. While you're there, check out our other podcast, The Beautiful Struggle, a weekly conversation series hosted by me, Octavius A. Newman, featuring various guests telling their origin story. Don't forget to grab some merch from our online store. As a reward for being a loyal Comic Book Junto listener, use promo code CBJ to get 10% off your next order. Bear fruit. Believe. Create. Inspire. Now let's start the show. Hello, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to Carbon Junto, episode 49. I'm your host, Octavius A. Newman. I am the creator of Bear Fruit, and I'm here with my co-host, the man who's got my back when I don't know how to show, start the show right. Don't put my name on this. Adam Giuseppe Tatteris. Don't put my name on that. Hey, Don't put my name on listen, that. Listen, yeah, you have my back. I appreciate that. Oh, there's grace for everyone. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. Ourselves included. If you can't yeah. give grace to yourself, right? You gotta you laugh at yourself. You can't give it to nobody. How are you? How, how are you? How are you doing? I'm all right. You recovered. Yeah, off of that one. Hey, you know you gotta bounce back. You gotta get it wrong the right way. You gotta keep going. You know what I'm saying? You fall down seven times. <sighs> you get up eight. This is episode forty nine. Forty nine. Uh, almost 50. Almost 50. Which to me, I think is kind of, I, I don't know, it's an arbitrary number. Realistically, <laughs> it doesn't really mean anything, but I keep thinking, dang, we're almost at 50. How many weeks in a year? How many weeks in a year? Hundreds. 52. Okay. So we're almost up, <laughs> we're almost at a year of episodes. Yeah, that's, that's big, really something, man. That's a big deal. Uh, we've gone through a lot in all of this time. I'm, Who I'm thought even... when we started this many moons ago, yeah. the whack episodes? We should, you know, I gotta find those whack episodes and put those out. What the day. the pre February attempts, like the yeah. pre yeah. latest run? Yeah, the, before the all new, all comic new, book all Junto? different comic book junto. Yeah, yeah, some of those were not that great. Yeah, that's yeah, right. and um, did yeah. you um, um, we're reading the wake this week. Did you read that? Yeah, I read it. Okay. So, uh, uh, next thing. <laughs> you know what? It's probably not that bad. We'll probably go back and listen to it. It is probably not as bad as we think yeah, it is. Maybe it's not as bad. You know what? We should listen to it. You know what? I'm going to go home. I'm going to find them. I'm going to send them to you. We can listen to them. We can be like, man, we sucked. At that this. is your prerogative. Right. You, you, you can do that. You leave me out of that. Okay. You leave me out of that. Right. Yeah. So, before we get started, this episode of comic book junto is brought to you by the good folks at bear fruit whoever started that is a genius thank you bear fruit uh filled up your base lifestyle brand dedicated to turning belief into creative action inspiring others to do the same thing so we hope that via listening to this podcast about us talking geek philosophy mm-hmm. you are inspired learn more about bear fruit by going to barefruit.com that's b3 ar F-R-U-I-T.com, signing up for the newsletter, checking out the merchandise. Thank you for everybody who participated in the deals that we had going on. Mm-hmm. And check the website out because, you know, it might be popping still. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it might be going down still. Yeah. Um, also, you can check out the official Comic Book Junto merch, TeePublic, TeePublic.com forward slash user forward slash Comic Book Junto. And when you go there, 
by the time this episode comes out, you should see something new. Yeah, boy! With new merchandise. New merchandise. That's very exciting. New merchandise. And I think it's timely. Yeah. Way way to put it. It is timely. New, timely merchandise. Mm -hmm. And you'll see kind of what we have in store for the future of our uh merchandise just kind of i think by seeing this you'll kind of go oh i see what they're doing yeah i see what's going on so after you check this out yeah after you see it hit us up on twitter i'm at octavius a newman o-c-t-a-v-i-u-s-a-n-e-w-m-a-n adam is adam tetris t-e-t-e-r-u-s on twitter let us know what your thoughts are give us some suggestions about the merchandise and remember when something first goes up on T Public, especially T-shirts, it's at, it's on it's on a deal for like the first few days. So. I think it's just fourteen bucks for a T-shirt when it first goes up. Yeah, yeah. So when you hear this, go check it out. If you like it, get it at the deal price as soon as you possibly can. And you know, again, it's timely, so maybe you might want to uh, grab something for a certain something that's coming up soon. Mm-hmm. I'm being very ambiguous. Well, uh, look, a long time ago. Uh, in a galaxy far, far away. We had an idea to do this podcast. Yes. And uh, we're just trying to make good on that. Right. That's all. That's yeah. all. And, you know, we, we don't want to force mm-hmm. you to right. make a purchase. Nothing like that. No, no. But maybe you could consult, I don't know, a council yeah. of your friends. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, uh, and, 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 and buy some merch. Give us your money. Right. Give us your money. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. yeah. So check that stuff out. Let us know what your thoughts are. And also remember, you can tweet at us as you guys listening to the episode. Remember, you can also leave your comments on SoundCloud as well. And before we get into it, don't forget to leave us five stars and a positive comment on iTunes. Don't forget to follow us on iTunes. Subscribe. Follow us on SoundCloud as well. And, you know, leave us some of your thoughts. Leave us some of your opinions because we love that. Mm-hmm. Now. Mm-hmm. Let's get into it. Yeah. How's the week been? Uh, it's been good. I had a big, I don't know what it was, but I had a big movie going week this past yeah, weekend. Yeah. And I'm going to bring this up because I feel like you and I will have an opportunity to talk more don't about start these me, things. Adam. I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not. Don't start with me. I'm not. <laughs> what I'm, what I, but I will say over the weekend, I, I had the chance to go to the theater and see uh, Arrival. Uh, this past Saturday, mm-hmm. Saturday night, mm-hmm. and on Sunday night, I saw Moonlight, mm-hmm. and then the week prior to that, I had mentioned on the show last week, I saw Nocturnal Animals. I'm like a movie-going machine. I gotta see Nocturnal Animals. Right a- now. Aminals. Yeah, but do nocturnal you? Nocturnal Aminals. Yeah, but oh, do you? Oh, really? I'm just, I'm asking the question, that's all. I would like to see it. What do you need to do? What must you do? Do you need to see it? I don't, I don't know. To. Just putting it out there. Okay. That's all. All right. And that's my that's the second time I have reviewed that <laughs> film on this show. Uh, right. But I, I saw Arrival, uh, I saw Moonlight. Mm-hmm. Both of them I thought were unbelievably good. You're halfway right. Uh, okay. <laughs> right. Uh, and we are going right. to have to speak at length about this. So my thought is we should do we should do a one shot. Maybe we should do a show in which we discuss both Arrival and Moonlight. Impossible. I mean, we can't. We are way too long winded to talk about two movies. We we are way too. Look, two I know movies. I can I can condense my thoughts. No, on these you things cannot. Into, into not two, with me. Not when you're talking to me. 140 characters. Not when you're talking. That's one thing. You you tweeting into the ether. When you have a conversation with me, there's no way that we're gonna st- like okay, 15 minute conversation. You know yeah. what would be funny? Yeah. If we made the whole 
like episode or a, a whole segment of comic book junto where we do these 15 minute things where it's like timed yeah but that'd be interesting you want to talk about moonlight which i did enjoy yes and arrival which i did not enjoy arrival at the same time listener listener arrival best movie i've seen in years wait wait till we <laughs> wait till we talk about wow the context wow no 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 we don't need to explore that we don't need to wait till that. we talk through it but uh, uh why we, don't we just why don't we just do a rival because moonlight if we're going to talk about moonlight that's way too deep way too emotional to kind of like squeeze that we have to really talk through that mm-hmm. and you know Arrival is a whole nother conversation that we're going to have to get That is into. true. So I don't think we're going to be able to like... You and I can say, it. we can say together, unanimous, Moonlight was excellent. Agree. Moonlight was difficult. Very. It was, it was difficult. Very. I highly recommend seeing the movie if you have the opportunity to. Yes. I know that it's a yeah, limited screening. Yeah, yeah we have to go to the Ritz. Yeah. And uh, I am so glad that I saw it. It was beautiful. I know some of the team that worked on it are going to be doing some work on Black Panther. Mm. Dang. Um, but man, it, it really was tough. It was like that kind of thing when I had mentioned when I watched Black Mirror after that, I just need something to soothe me down. Uh, it's rough. Yeah. But it is beautiful. It yes. is beautifully crafted. Yes. And it is worth the experience. I agree. It is worth your time. It's worth your money. Yeah. Yeah. And Arrival... 10 out of 10, dog. Perfect. Mm-mm. Perfect. No. I will get into it. Incorrect. So we will do a one shot. I'm, prom- I'm promising myself. I'm okay. saying this out loud. Got it. I'm promising myself because I believe I have information in my, in my, my bat utility belt right okay. now. I have information that is going to blow your mind. I'm open to being wrong. On the air. I'm open to being wrong. That's fine. Like, I don't, I don't like to not like experience. Oh, understood. Why would anybody relish disliking something. I, well, some people love to hate. I hate <laughs> that that Batman v Superman. That is true. Some people love And I hate. do deeply enjoy how much I hate that movie. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Right, so I'll give Proof you that. right there. I'll give you that. Yeah. So, okay. That's going to be something good to look forward to. It's coming up. Yeah. Yeah. But for now, we're going to get into some of this news out here. Uh, let's about uh, something else that's coming up. I just want to get this out okay, of the way. Okay, talk to me. Something that is coming up, and I feel like all of us should know. Uh, members of the Common Book Junto, members of the Blackout Congregation, Octavius, anyone who is listening to this right now. I'm listening. Avengers Infinity War is casting, okay? Mm. Open, open casting call. Mm-hmm. They're looking for extras. We out I'm, I'm just saying, yeah. Look. We out here, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. Marvel. Look. Feige. We out here. I know where you at. I know you've been listening. Thank you for your five stars. And the positive comment. Now it's time for you to be the Medici family. <laughs> you know you want me standing in the background with my head turned around and I'm unrecognizable. You yeah. know you want me. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, we're already in the Marvel Cinematic Universe via the multiverse. If Thanos is blowing up a planet, put me on that planet. Nobody cool got to that. know. We can be those, you know those two characters that always show up in all these different comic books that different illustrators draw? Stanley? No, no, no. The two characters <laughs> that show up in different comic books. It's like these two guys that all these illustrators draw. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, no. The two guys from Trading Places? No, I got to look it up. They're these two characters that always show up together. Okay. And it's almost like this. It's kind of like the, the background dudes that just always show up? Yeah, but they're the same guys. It's like this duo of guys oh. that show up in, I mean, different comic books. And if you look it up, I'll, I'll, I'll have it by episode 50. I do not know anything about this. But, I believe, but this is a thing. I believe you're serving up some Illuminati stuff. Hey, hey. 
So I don't know listen, nothing about that. Listen. You should maybe talk about that off air. All right. But uh, look, down in Atlanta, if you live in Atlanta, if you're in the area. Uh, I'd be is, there if I could. This is for Paperboy. This is for Darius. Right. This is for Earn. If you're down there and you're trying to make a buck or or, or make a break anyway. Paperboy. Uh, uh, Paper Avengers. Boy. They're casting. All about extras. Paperboy. This movie does not come out until 2018. Yeah. Uh, May. Of 2018. So After Black Panther. I think you got some time. But this is Or exciting. do you? Well, maybe not. I don't know. About the 2017. And ain't nobody returning my calls. I'm saying I should be the next Black Panther. I'm just saying, I'm putting it out there. He wears a mask, don't he? <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's see how that goes over. Black Twitter's like, go ahead and cast Adam Tedders for Black Panther. If you you make Adam Tedders T'Challa if you've been messing around and making that if you want to, see what happens. <laughs> no. Play around with us to see if we don't go down. No. Yeah, maybe we're gonna, we gonna have D Ray out there. We're gonna have all the oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gonna have Crystal, Kid Fury. Everybody gonna be out there talking about you. Um, you tried it. Yeah, I'm not gonna. Yeah, no, it's not for me. Maybe not, not everything's got to be for me. Nah, not everything. I just wanted to put that out there as an announcement. Let's get this out of the way. Yeah. So if if you're trying to make that happen, um, you make know moves. what you need to do. Make moves now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I wanted to talk about <clears throat> that is nothing to do with geek culture, but as you know, here on Comic Book Junto, not specifically with geek culture, but the thing is, hip hop and geek culture are definitely in the same classroom. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They're from the same neighborhood. Yeah. You know, all the hip-hop artists have AKAs. You know what I mean? Comic books have always been a part of it. This is the funniest thing. Not the funniest thing, but a very funny thing that I've seen on the internet. Uh Uh-huh. Real quick. Did you see the mom who found her eighth-grade son's Spotify playlist? I did. I watched this video. I had a totally different read on it. Okay. I didn't think it was funny. It made me so angry because this this white lady, I think, thinly veiled racism, talking when she's yelling (laughs) at her son when this kid is in his bedroom and she's saying like, you're a freak. You're going to grow up to be a psychopath. messing with your mind. It's going to make you crazy. It's a part of me. They're talking about guns and having sex. sex. Is that what you want? He's like, yes, (laughs) that's exactly what I want. I mean, there's a part of me that, that laughs about this, but at the same time, I'm like, I know this lady is like close minded. She's disconnected. What do all this, all this music, what does it all have in common? All of these are black artists. We're like, I just know that this lady is reading. I don't want to make assumptions. Clearly she's not a rap fan. No. But she's unaware. <laughs> it just makes me disappointed. I see a white person who is acting in that way, responding in that way, mm. and then like shutting down somebody's interest, her son's interest in music. Mm-hmm. I want to laugh at you, but I also want to smack you. This well, is ridiculous. There's so for me, it's funny. Yeah. It's funny because it's like, oh, white mom. <laughs> you know, oh, culturally unaware live in your echo chamber bubble white mom yeah oh disconnected from your son and daughter white mom you know what i mean yeah that thinks your son and daughter listens to what i don't know what you think they listen to but the fact that you're so blown away is funny to me because it's like wow you really don't recognize that hip-hop is the sound of the youth yeah, you you're really disconnected. Like Absolutely. you really don't reckon you're blown away. Oh my god, my son listens to this. It's yeah. like 
all of your sons and daughters in the suburbs listen to this. Yeah, and I, look, like this, like when we were young, it was like, do you listen to Nirvana yeah. or do you listen to? It was like this or that. And people who are the Donald Glovers of now and the Pharrells of now and, uh, the, you know, the, these hybrid kids who were able to see the beauty in Red Hot Chili Peppers and see the beauty in this. They were weirdos. Yeah. They were made fun of. That's they were true. called names. That's true. Like, they weren't embraced as like, oh, man, you're really like forward thinking. And like, you couldn't be like that. So mm-hmm. the sound of the youth was not hip hop. Like now, like they were all now hip hoppers. People who did hip-hop music always had a huge following and support of the white community. That was always huge. Yeah. But it wasn't like the sound I, of now, the youth. Now more mainstream than it's ever. It's the sound of the hip-hop uh-huh. is is like, is whether it's appropriation or whether it's, it's embracing or whether it's whatever, like... So it's always funny to me hmm. when I see that 40, 50-something you know, majority culture kind of go, what is, what is this? Bah, 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 bah. My feedback, whether out loud or under my breath is your kids love it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. your kids, you, I know you think that you, your kids are different. You're the weirdo. Yeah. You're the, so that's why she's funny to me Yeah, because of how disconnected she is. Sure. Like you're talking about, I can't believe it's like, well, what? Like, where are you at? Like, where, are you I mean, around your kid? I, 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 will, I will say, a parent who is not used to that sort of thing and definitely uh, coming to terms with their child growing up and becoming mature or being exposed to certain things in the world, right? It must be a little jarring to accidentally play Father Stretch My Hands. <laughs> By Kanye West, you know, like listen to some of the lyrics, the lyrical content. And for what it's worth, I will be the first person to admit that a lot of the stuff that I listen to in rap, I know we've talked about this before. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's some highly problematic stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But so like there's that. There's that. But this, I think, goes beyond that, which is like, oh, great beat oh yeah that sounds really fresh and it's this like <laughs> like <laughs> ridiculous like cynical ignorant yes uh yes. refusal that yeah this is what music yes. can sound like does yes. sound like mm-hmm. it's a cultural bad. disconnect it is it is like you know and yes i agree now here's the other side of this i grew up where there was some stuff I just wasn't playing around my mom. Oh, oh yeah. Like, no I'm doubt. not going to play <laughs> certain things around my mom out of respect. Yeah. Now, the other thing is my mother wasn't disconnected from the culture. Mm-hmm. She was aware because it's her culture. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So she would maybe have criticism and feedback and kind of, what is this? Is this, what, why are they, how come they, and what is it like, even to this day, like, Octave, are they still so-and-so-and-so? And I'm like, mom, I'm 34. Yeah. Like, I'm not, I'm not 15, but I'm still, but that doesn't mean I'm not connected. But the, at, at very least, your mom might have been able to say, look, we used to be Eric B and Rakim. I don't know what the hell you're listening to right now. Yeah. I mean, like, at least there was some yeah. precedent precedent for her to say she's aware. But yeah. the thing that the thing that's funny to me is that it is like someone splashed her with a, with a bucket of freezing cold water. Yeah. That's why it's funny, because she's like, oh, like 
I've never heard such like she's got her head like ah. You Look, know we, what I mean? we, we said this. We said this weeks ago, and, and and I took umbrage. But this woman is clutching her pearls. Yes. Okay. Yes. And, the, and by the way, yes. my dude, literal. I mean, she's she's listening to like. My. She Goodness. listened to like 15 different tracks. <laughs> she, she listened to like, she took oh. an appetizer, like sampler. Yes. Of different rap. She was playing the, uh, uh, the Nicki Minaj, Lil Wayne, Drake joint. Yeah. What, what's the joint? Uh, uh, um, oh, sh- Cocoa Butter. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 uh, truffle butter. Yeah, truffle no, butter. No, truffle is butter. That it? Whatever the song is. Yeah, truffle butter. And she listens to the song, and Nicki Minaj's part comes on. She goes, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> she touched like clamoring for like somebody was trying to kill her. Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. Not gonna debate that there's probably some racial like a racial aspect to that, <laughs> but it is still funny. It's still yeah. funny to me. Yeah. So I just had to throw that out there. Listen, just stay connected with your kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? Don't get so don't get so disconnected from what's going on in their life that you're just like, cause I, I would not want to have a son or daughter and then me kind of be so disconnected from their culture, their, their reality that something comes across my, 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 my desk, so to speak. And I'm just like, wait, what? It made me and wonder. It's not, and it's not like this is your particular special thing. This is what the kids are doing. Yeah. This is all like a large majority of them. And I'm just in the dark. It made me wonder how I would react if I were to find something that I did not understand at all that my son or daughter was listening to, enjoying something like that. Like what is music going to sound like at that point in my life? Yeah. When I'm like going through, you know, Spotify VR and like, what, huh? What? This is what you're listening to. I don't doubt that's going to react. I don't doubt that it's going to happen. And it may, it gave me pause because I'm thinking to myself, I will absolutely do everything in my power not to act like this woman. I will have to open up with a question. Like, can you explain this to me? Yeah. At least just like, tell me, tell me how this makes you feel. Tell me about this rather than saying you, Oh yeah. You like rotting your brain with this garbage. Yeah. She, like, she went to the not, extreme. I'm not gonna, it's going to make you crazy. I know it's funny. Is to, it mom? It's funny to most people, but I'm you looking like at this? it. I'm looking you at like it this thinking stuff? Yes. this is just another example of white people embarrassing themselves, <laughs> and here I am looking like y'all are. We were, we were looking bad. All okay? of us, Adam's like, all we're not us, all like this. <laughs> all of us are looking bad right now. This is oh, not what man. we need right now. This is not what Come we on, need. we trying to make. We're trying to make moves forward. You holding us back? Yeah. <laughs> As a, she's like you, you, you holding my people back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let my people go. <laughs> Goodness gracious. <laughs> Oh man! Uh, let's let's turn it to something uh, optimistic. Something that I I think is very exciting. Uh, we talked about a DC fighting game before on a yep. previous episode. Yep. Uh, DC Injustice, right? That's the one. Yes, and the, injustice, uh, the second Injustice game. That's right. That's right. Um, my favorite, favorite, favorite fighting game series. This is your favorite, favorite fighting game series. Is Marvel versus Capcom. Mm-hmm. I love Marvel versus Capcom too. Yes. Marvel versus Capcom 3 was amazing. Yes. And there's a rumor out on these streets. That's the word. The Marvel versus Capcom 4 is coming. That's the word. That is very exciting. Now, this Saturday, PlayStation is supposed to be having an announcement. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. So when you look at this like poster, it says it's the number four really dope font mm-hmm. <laughs> illustration. And it says Marvel, little Marvel logo, little Capcom logo, and only a PS4 logo. Mm-hmm. 
2017. Now that is upsetting to me because I have an Xbox One. I told you already. I had Marvel vs. Capcom 3 for the Xbox 360. But wasn't the... I had the sticks. Wasn't the latest Street Fighter only for PlayStation? Yeah, yeah it was. So, so like Capcom... And Capcom has always played it that way. Capcom has just been safe with PlayStation. You know, Resident Evil series was on PlayStation. So maybe this is just the way that they are going. But yo... I'm very excited about this as a possibility, and I will absolutely be investing in a PlayStation 4. You're going to get the PS Pro, is it? Yeah, get, they have the Pro that yeah. does 4K and stuff like that. I don't even have a 4K TV. Yet. Neither do I. But oh. you're getting it, huh? I guess. I mean, like, otherwise you'd be investing in old hardware, right? Right. Why would you get the old stuff? Yeah. I don't know. Technology moves I'm up so on fast. that 3DS game. Nintendo! Pokemon! I keep is it the what? switch the snap what is the thing called I, said, I feel oh what, what uh here's how uh, look what the thing called the the, the snip the snap the snizzlax <laughs> snizzlax here's what's how it you, called here is a simple way for how to remember this the switch uh go get me the switch from you my, have from, to say what is it that Will Smith came back with back in what two thousand six two thousand seven oh yeah switch oh na 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 wow. That's how I keep reminding myself because I'm like, what was that Will Smith song that sucked? This moment right now is going to help me remember. Yeah, this this moment right now. And let me tell you, here's me embarrassing white people saying, what what was that Will Smith jam that came out? It was great. I loved it. uh, Oh, that was a humdinger. (laughs) I had a good old time. Yeah. Yeah. A humdinger. That was not a good song, Will. That's not a good song, Will. There's grace for Will, too. <laughs> I don't know what happened down in Miami, but when you came back, not good. Hey, not good. He made this money and went and made these but movies. But there you go. It's the Will Smith Nintendo Switch. All right. Mm-hmm. So tell me about this. Uh, tell me about Inhumans. Oh, yeah. So Marvel's Inhumans, we've talked about. Uh, Inhumans are getting a TV show. It's going to be the royal family, uh, the characters that I'm excited to see. Black Bolt, Medusa, Lockjaw, Karnak. And the big exciting reveal was that it was going to be premiering in IMAX theaters, movie theaters, and then an entire season of television on, on, I guess, what did we say? ABC? I believe ABC. Yeah. So we now know that, uh, it is going to be coming out premiering Tuesday, September 26, Mm -hmm. 2017, which is realistically not that, Far, not that far away. I mean, it's it's a little under a year, but given that we just found out about this project, it is not that far. Yeah. And something else that I learned today is uh, at least the first two episodes will be filmed entirely in IMAX. Yeah, we talked about that. So this will, yeah, yeah. So this is the first Marvel property that will be filmed entirely in IMAX, and that's a big deal. In my opinion, I'm very excited about this. Very, very excited about this. Um, and, and as we're talking about Marvel properties, I want to swing over to oh, Spider-Man. Mm. I want to swing over to Sony Marvel, right? Um, and I was reading an interview that was up in Variety magazine, up on Variety's website, in fact, with Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield played Spider-Man just before Tom Holland took the role in uh, Captain America Civil War. And Andrew Garfield had said something about playing Spider-Man that I thought was really interesting that I had never really considered, which is this dude is an actor and this dude is a fan of Spider-Man. And he said when he shows up on set, 
there were some things that were a little disappointing for him to learn, for him to find out when he was portraying the role of Peter Parker. He wanted to have this interpretation of Peter Parker. He wanted to develop the character. So it was notable. Like, you remember when Heath Ledger was the Joker? Absolutely. One of my How favorite, you my favorite villain ever in, in it's, movies. It's so memorable. It's something that sticks with you. And I, I get the sense that Andrew Garfield had this idea that he would be able to bring something to the character, Spider-Man. But he shows up, and for the most part, executives working on the movie had responded with, nah, dog, we just need you to put the mask on and swing around. We don't need you doing any actor stuff. Like, don't worry about that. We just need you to put the mask on, though. Hmm. And he said in the interview, you know, it's a little heartbreaking because I wanted to take this role as a fan of the character. I wanted to bring something to the character, but really it was just in service of the story. The character wasn't even that important. Yeah. As long as the mask is there, as long as the suit is there. Yeah, we got it. We got the shot. We're good. And Amy Adams, who plays Lois Lane in the uh, Man of Steel movie in uh, the more recent Batman v Superman, she had said something very similar, which was she had wanted to approach the role of Lois Lane with this particular nuance, with the, with this, I think, unique idea of who Lois Lane is and what she's like. And we saw a little bit of that in Man of Steel. I don't know if you remember, but in the beginning of Man of Steel, she she like swears. Lois Lane had this kind of... She was like... What the hell was it that she even said? It's something about like uh, everybody that, uh, is up here measuring their dick or mm-hmm. something like that. And it was like, yo, Lo- Lois. Lois always had a little bit of bite in her. She did. And yeah. she had this approach to her that I just felt new in some way. She did have that bite, but it also felt modern. And Amy Adams right, had right. said when she was working on the movie, on, on any of these movies, I suppose, that uh, her approach as an actor was sort of neutered. They didn't really need that. We just need you to be Lois and like, you know, pine for Superman from time to time. Mm-hmm. And I just thought about that. Like, yeah, that sucks. Yeah. Especially if you have an idea that you're going to bring something new to the table. Can you imagine if someone said, Heath, Mr. Ledger? Uh, yeah. We don't need you doing any stuff. We just need you to put the makeup on. Yeah. Look like the Joker. That would be sad. Yeah. I would assume that it's a little more nuanced. The conversation a little more nuanced than that. Oh, yeah. I would hope so. But, you know, sometimes people promise, like, yeah, you can do all this stuff. You're going to do this, that, and the other thing. Right. But the reality is, is the people who invested their money have to protect the franchise. Yeah. And if you're an actor and you're doing something new, new probably means risky. Mm -hmm. Risky means, I don't know how people are going to like this. They might not like it. Right. Yeah. So, eh. That that struck me. Just don't put anybody on ice skates. You know what I'm saying? Don't put Batman on ice skates. Yeah. Don't give him, don't give Batman a bat bat credit card. Yeah. Don't do nothing like that. Yeah. No nipples on anybody's suit. Yeah. <laughs> well, Let's they did they did try that. You know what I'm Stay away from that. As things. I'm saying this, I'm realizing it's definitely not in the cards for me to put that Black Panther suit on. That's risky. Yeah. That's yeah, I'm gonna yeah, say I'd, I'd say so. A bold move. You but if Ma- Matt maybe. Damon wanted to put the suit on, <laughs> we'd be sitting here fighting against it. How are we going to save China from these dragons? I know. I invent vibranium and become the Black Panther. <laughs> what? Wait, hold you on, hold on. Mix hold two up. different. Damon wants to do it. Let him do it. Hey, let it do it. Project Greenlight. Let him go. <laughs> let him go for it. Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, another big movie that's coming out in the future mm. Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Yeah. Right? Now, this is something that we saw similarly with, was it Batman v Superman? <laughs> You can get an unlimited ticket. The ultimate ticket. An unlimited 
ticket that allows you to see this. How long? How, as many times as you want? As many times as you damn well please, as long as the theater is in the theater, or as the, the movie the is in, in the theater. theater. Unnecessary. Yeah. yeah. Unnecessary. $100, $100 for the ultimate ticket. Special, glossy, like something ticket. Yeah. Gold and yep. all kinds of other embellishments. Uh huh. I'm not going to see this movie but once. Uh, yeah, I probably, well, I mean, I might love it. And maybe I will want to see it twice. I saw four, I saw the uh, the but latest Star Wars movie twice. Worth of it. No, 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 no. So no, if it's twenty dollars no. IMAX ticket, two, four, six, eight, ten. That's five times. Yeah, five times for hundred dollars. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't make. So sense. you'd have to see it six times to get a deal. If you were no, like if you were, well, yeah, you, I was like, say you could buy it and then just hand it off to other people. Oh, well, you know what though, no. Because your name is emblazoned on the damn ticket. How they, know, how they ticket. gonna know my name is not Adam Tedderus? Well, because you have to present an ID. Come on, man, you asked me for too much. Yeah, this is like voter registration. <laughs> They're like, you should not be you know, ID'd. The ticket sales were way higher oh. if you consider all the people who went to the movie illegally. Oh. Think about it. Oh. Okay, I'll be in Trump Towers in Manhattan. If you want to see this movie bigly. Then you see go, it bigly. You're gonna need an ID on you. We're gonna do good deals, big, big league deals. Oh God, <laughs> big league ticket sales. Yeah, big league tickets. Mm-hmm. Hundred dollar tickets for one movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can get. I get things done. Yeah. You know what? Come to think of it, it might have been Trump who invented the Death Star. I just feel like that's something he hey. would do. Hey, some like horrible ticket. Although the Death Star is too cool. It's just, it's too cool of a thing, and I have too much appreciation for it. Trump Stakes, um, oh Trump God. University, Trump something. Death Star. <laughs> yeah, you just go from it's one a big jump. to another. It's a big jump. Yeah. But yeah, exactly. you're going to get this $100 ticket? <clears throat> no. I would love to know who's going to get a $100 ticket. I would love to know how many people are going to actually do this. They thing. only got like a thousand, right? Yeah. So it's a super collector. Sold out thing. already. Super collect. They're sold out already. Do you have <laughs> I got. I have my ticket uh, to see Rogue One. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm, I'm actually going to be doing a show in Philadelphia. I'll be hosting uh, uh, a little, like, cabaret before the, the, the show, and then there's a screening mm-hmm. of Rogue One, and I'm yeah. very excited for so that. So we're, pro- we're going to try and do a one-shot the Saturday after. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. So I'm I sure cannot we'll, That's the first one-shot we did, the last, the last Star Wars, right? That was the first one, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. Yeah. Um, so we're coming right back good. around. Yes, we are. Uh, bringing it elsewhere, are you a fan of... Hamilton. I haven't seen it, okay, but I am a fan of it. Who has seen it? No one. I mean, who's got who's been able to get tickets? I don't. I I have no idea. I want to see tickets. it. I want my wife and I to go. Yeah. I know the soundtrack is lauded as being incredible. People listen to it on streaming services. Mm-hmm. I have this thing where I just can't listen to Broadway music and feel normal. It just seems I am intentionally not listening to the to the soundtrack because i want to actually see it you'd rather experience right. it all in one right and then i have like that actual live experience see that makes sense yeah so lin-manuel miranda is the guy responsible for hamilton wrote most of the songs performed in the show for a long time before i think actually leaving the stage show and giving his role to someone else we talked about him last week for some reason this dude loves carnage and wants to be carnage in a marvel movie go for it and now He's taking his nerddom to a whole nother level. He's going to be, uh, I think, producing 
maybe directing and definitely creating original music for the King Killer Chronicle. No idea what that is. Which is a book series. Okay. That I have not read myself. Mm-hmm. I know friends of mine have read and go crazy for oh, it. Oh, really? Kind of in the vein of like Game of Thrones okay. sort of thing. Okay. Uh, book series that people love and they're making a movie and they're making a television series all in one. And I think this is Lin-Manuel Miranda's first go at something like this scale. Mm. Yeah. So it's exciting to me in the sense that it's like, uh, you know, when when there was news about Idris Elba being in The Dark Tower, ah. I realized, you know what? I never actually read Dark Tower. Mm-hmm. That's something I need to get up, up, up on top of. Right. So now suddenly I'm thinking, you know what? I should probably check out King Killer. Hmm. So if you've if you've read King Killer and you're listening to this now, tell me, should I read this? Make a recommendation. Yeah. Shoot us a tweet. Is it worth it? At Octavius A. Newman, at Adam Tenneris. Let us know. Uh-huh. All right. So now, the Batman trilogy. Mm-hmm. Bat- Batman video game trilogy. Did you play it? Did you love it? Uh, the Arkham series? Yes. Yeah, I love the Arkham series. All of them. So good. So Except good. for... Uh, what, what the it, middle one? Yeah, the, there was a Arkham Asylum, Arkham City. Whatever one happened after Arkham City was not great. Was there three or four? And that the 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 third one was sort of like it was not by the same company. It was not Rocksteady. It was four games. Yeah, and then the most recent one was Arkham Knight. Oh, okay, I did play them all. I Arkham guess Knight I got, was got lost. very very dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the one that you didn't like. Yeah. Apparently, that studio is making well. Word on the street is mm. they are making a new Batman video game. Arkham so, Origins. That was the one. Okay. Arkham Origins. Yeah. It was all right. Yeah. I mean, I liked all of them. Of course, I like some better than others. Yeah. So word on the street is they're possibly either making a Suicide Squad game, which is like a brawler, do whatever you want yes. kind of thing. Oh, yes. Or there's going to be a Damian Wayne focused oh. Batman game. Yo. Okay. And I am in for yeah. either. That's fine. Now, it seems like the possibility is that Damien is older or something like that. Interesting. So uh, <clears throat> so here's what it says. Back in June, rumors started circulating that two new games were in development um, uh, by WB Montreal. This is the studio that developed Batman Arkham Origins, okay. which, while less popular than the main sh- mainline Arkham game trilogy, boasts the best story in the entire franchise. Well, this, is some, this is someone's opinion. Okay. This is not me. All right. Um, it's one of the best superhero games ever made. So and this is, I'm reading this off of comicbook.com. So new Batman game from this studio is something worth getting excited about. Mm. That's not all, though. We heard that the same studio is working on some kind of Suicide Squad game as well. An open-world brawler of some kind sounds pretty bizarre. Hmm. Um, so that's that. So it says the September came blah, 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 at... So it's, uh, there's a quote that says, Indeed, WB Montreal is working on two games right now, Suicide Squad, which they will go help they will go help from Rocksteady. Mm. What? Who's writing this? It's a brawler. You create your own avatar, grow it out with t- uh, tiers of rewards, many characters to choose from, co-op action, Borderlands-esque, targeted for release 2017. Mm-hmm. Next game is the Damian Wayne game. Has been greenlit last summer, 10 years in the future. I think our future from now, 10 years, not quite Batman Beyond. Harness on his leg, uses walking stick, is mentoring Damian Wayne to be the new Batman. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. This this, this, this feature list is 
bizarre. This is these are two different games. Tell me more about this walking stick. Do, no, he's saying Batman has a walking stick. Yeah, okay. So he's just denoting that Batman is like old Batman. Old, old Batman. Okay. It's not old pissed off the Dark Knight Batman. Okay. It's like past that. And can I just clarify right here? Uh-huh. This is a Damian Wayne game, not a Damon Wayne game. Have I been saying Damon? I just want to clarify. Damian. I think you're on it. Damian I just want to know, am I about to get into a Damon Wayans game? <laughs> like, is that... Did I sign up for that? So Batman uses a walking stick, <laughs> is mentoring Damian Wayne to be the new Batman. Damian has a bat bike, lots of great characters, and also new ones. Lots uh, of redesigns, like Black Mask being a female. Dick is in it, has a shaved head. Dick is Nightwing. Um, some other villains, blah, blah, blah. So this is this is like all conversations these slash like rumors these are things that this is not confirmed internet this is not 100 percent. we're just telling you what the internet is telling us <laughs> so we want this to be real yeah we want this to be true yeah. but we can't speak with any kind of authority and say this is happening but you know suicide squad whether we like the movie or not was very successful yeah and these batman games were successful as well you know at&t just like got wb right yeah as a part of the acquisition. Yeah. So it'll probably make sense that stuff that's successful continues. All I'm saying is, let me just put this out here real quick. Can I get a blank man video game? Because when we're talking about a Damon Wayans game, like if we're getting a Damon Wayans game, I would love some blank man. Damien Wayne. Da- okay. Damien. We we're 100% sure. This is what the word on the street says. All right. No one said anything about blank man or handyman or any kind of other man besides that. Major pain. No major pain. <laughs> no, uh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no men on film. <laughs> None of that. No two snaps up and Z formation. Nothing like that. Okay. None of that is what is being talked about. I just want to be clear. A small yeah. white kid. <laughs> who is a jerk. Yeah. This is about as far as possible right. of the thing that I might be thinking right. about. Cool, yeah. cool, cool. Stan with Warner Brothers, though. Yes. So the CEO is hinting at a possible DC Entertainment streaming service. Yeah. Which, when I heard that, I was like, hey, AT&T just acquired WB. That is correct. So... AT&T's got DirecTV, you know, they've got the streaming stuff going on. It would make sense that they will maybe offer that as a part of their features and stuff like that. So two questions. One, what all would be available in a DC-themed streaming service? All those DC movies. Like all the DC movies. All the DC animated movies. Is that enough to warrant, let's say, subscribing to a streaming service? I don't know. And then the second question would be... Maybe if original content? That, see, that would be really dope if they were producing new stuff that you only got on there. Right. Now, uh, the second thing would be, if they make this a product, do you think that means they would pull all of their animation from Netflix? Because mm. it's like, if I can get this from Netflix, mm. why would I be messing around with this DC streaming service? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just foresee Young Justice just like that is gone yeah. now i have to subscribe to dc yeah because that would be kind of rough but frankly yeah i could see that happening yeah i mean it just seems like good business everybody wants people coming to their platform to consume their content would you do it would you would you subscribe it all depends on how much it costs and what they're giving me if it's like you get all the batman movies it's like i don't know that i want to go spend ten dollars a month to just watch the batman movies over and over <laughs> all the schumacher films yeah. Oh, yeah it's like you get all of the animated stuff i've seen them all already i don't 
you know, and I own some of them from iTunes digitally. So yeah. it would have to be something that I don't already have or have access to. So, I, I mean, look at YouTube. YouTube Red is doing their own content, their original yeah. content now. Yeah. H, uh, HBO, original content, Hulu, original content, Netflix, original content. So it seems like for you to really make it in streaming services, especially if you're going to be a contender, you got to do more than give me, here's this movie you've already seen that you can watch again only with us. Yeah. It's like... You got to give me something new. I would be genuinely bummed out if they did pull all of their content from other streaming services. Because then I think, you know, what's to stop Marvel from saying, oh, you're going to do that now. We're going to do that as well. We're going to pull Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. We're going to pull all of our mm. movies. We're going to pull where's everything. Dis- where's Disney's network, though? Uh, what, uh, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. ABC is the one. So they don't, but, but ABC doesn't do a streaming service. Now. But also I don't think, I think Marvel is successful enough mm-hmm. that they don't need to be f- like fussing and fighting with nobody else. Yeah, that's you know fair. What I'm saying like they got star Wars, they've got Marvel and they've got everything else outside of that. Oh, yeah. I don't really think that, they're in a situation where oh, DC's doing a streaming service. Well, no, we're, well, you know, we're, we're in danger. They're going to be like, compete. all right, that's cute. They probably like, that's cute. They compete with each other. And, and basically I'm thinking five years, 10 years down the line, how many damn subscriptions am I going to have? Well, it's going to be similar to like, imagine if you, what, what's cable, like a hundred bucks. Something I don't like even that. know. I don't even pay for it. I don't have it. Right. Yeah. But I think, Everything is going a la carte now, yeah. So that you can get exactly what you want, because you got to think all those channels. I'm not, li- I'm not watching, but I'm paying for. Yeah, I'd rather just pay ten bucks for HBO. I've got ten bucks for Hulu. Yeah, Netflix. ten bucks for Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm good. Yeah. You know, like, Amazon. If you do Amazon yeah, Video, because there's how much TV do you really watch? If you're actually doing, and, you not know, and if, you, if you're playing video games, yeah. you know what I mean. But like, how? Like, there's only a handful of shows. Mm-hmm. You can't even keep up with all the shows you want to watch. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. It'll be interesting. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see if this is where it's headed. Um, along with streaming services, Netflix has a new function that's coming out. This is something that you told it's me out. about. This is out presently. You can pull up your phone, update it. And, it, and it, I tried it earlier today. This is crazy. And this is excellent, especially for people who travel frequently. Like if you're hopping on a plane and you know you're not going to have internet service, you can now download some shows and some movies mm-hmm. to your phone, mm-hmm. to your device. Yeah. So you can watch them offline. That's awesome. So it's like from a, a whole series. Uh, Orange is the New Black. I know uh, Gilmore Girls just came out. Like if you if you don't have access to this stuff on the plane, you just download that stuff and you have it available. That's big. That is big. That's a big move. That's super cool. And it's funny to think we didn't have that before. That's something that like I've always done before. Mm-hmm. iTunes, right? Mm-hmm. When I subscribed to an iTunes series, when Walking Dead first came out. I was living in Texas. I didn't have cable, so I couldn't watch AMC. And I just bought the whole season on iTunes. And you just download it directly to your device. Now, so when Defenders comes out, you can just download the whole series onto your device and then watch it at your leisure without any internet connection. Yeah. That's what's up. Yeah, that's what's up. It's nice to have the option, at least. How often do you think you're going to use this? Uh, Me, I think I would only use it for travel. Right. Last anytime else you either have Wi-Fi or whatever. Yeah. A year ago or maybe a year and a half ago, not this past summer, but the one prior to that, I flew to Africa. That was a long flight. Why didn't you take me? Um, I was just visiting the motherland. I just wanted to see the cradle of civilization. Okay. 
All right. Yeah. I was just checking it out. Mm-hmm. Everything good here? Y'all good? Cool, cool, cool. cool. Y'all need anything? Yeah. Any saviors good. of any sort? Someone apologize for everything. All right. We good? <laughs> cool, cool. Uh, I, uh, I, I was visiting for a conference and visiting friends who live in Nairobi. That flight was so long, and I downloaded a ton of episodes of Better Call Saul. And I just watched that whole season one go. It would be really helpful if I didn't have to search the deep dark web mm-hmm. in order to download that mm-hmm. stuff. I just get that join on Netflix. Yeah. Now you can. Yay. All right. Now tell me about this indigenous con. Yeah. I'll put this in here. Um, I, I want to shout out um, my, my, my girlfriend, Timory. She sent us this link and I think this is really interesting. This is the kind of stuff that I would not know about if, if not for somebody pointing it out. Uh, there was a comic con of sorts November 18th through November 20th, so very recently in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and the very specific purpose was Native American Comic-Con, Indigenous People Comic-Con. And a couple of things really stuck out to me. Um, The uh, creator of a comic book called Super Indian, this guy named Aragon Starr, Mm -hmm. Aragon says... In comics, we're either shamans or mystic boogeyman, or he, he calls it Pocahontas. So hot Indian ladies. Mm-hmm. Um, it, Pocahontas hotties. Yeah, Pocahontas hotties. Pocahontas. Yeah. He says they, they don't get representation. In, you kind of talk, we're talking about this when we were reading Occupy Avengers. Yeah, and I, I couldn't help but think Red Wolf, Occupy Avengers. It's nice to see a character like that, but I would hope that there's some dynamism some range some nuance to that character um this is the first of its kind in the world this is the first time there's been a geek culture convention specifically for indigenous people that's really really exciting uh aragon star goes on to say 10 years ago this would not have been possible yeah at all so we're now reaching a point when these people from these cultures demand to see themselves represented in comics, in pop culture. And not only are they not waiting around for somebody else to show it, but they're making these stories for themselves. And we're getting to this point, this mainstream point where it's so large. The community is so big now that they are capable of having an entire comic con, a whole convention. I just want to put that in here to say, that is dope as hell. Yes. That is, it is so cool. Last week, one of the things we talked about in the talk back is things that we are thankful for this year within geek culture. I am thankful that we are finally at a point in time. We have finally reached a juncture in which something like this is possible to be able to have representation, uh, of, of all cultures, of all creeds, of all people, um, and be able to get that density and that that interest and excitement to make an event like this one, man, hats off. Hats off to the people who don't sit around. They mm-hmm. just make stuff mm-hmm. because they're tired of waiting for somebody to serve it up. Yeah, and I think that that's important because I've had some conversations about people who are like, well, well you know, when people make a thing just for that community, isn't that creating more separation than bringing people together? And it's kind of like, well, you have to understand that if a community is underrepresented, the truth of the matter is you can't expect major- you you really can't sit around and wait for majority culture to look out for you. 
mm-hmm. because they just don't care it's, about it's not you as happen. much. Care about you as much as you care about you. Yeah. Because the standard is not to celebrate, lift up, or bring people together who are of a particular background or particular, you know, culture or worldview or whatever the case may be. Yeah. So it's okay to make something that's for your community. Yeah. It's okay to make something that lifts up and represents. And I mean, and is it really, really, is it really, it's two things. It's like one, is it really realistic to expect someone who's not of your community to make something that celebrates your community? One. And two, do you really want Somebody who's not from your community to build something that celebrates and serves your community. They're not from your community. They don't know about your community. There's your white savior. You know what I'm saying? Like that's not. And then the other piece is like, well, shouldn't we all just kind of come together? It's like, well, that's like this idealistic mentality that really steps over and does not acknowledge the fact that there's a lot of baggage that's associated with that. Yeah. So we need to address certain things. We need to even come together Mm-hmm. certain communities need to even connect at mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. because they've been so widely spread and disjointed and disconnected where majority culture does, that's not their story. Yeah. And the majority of media already serves you. So if, if you're part of majority culture, whatever it may be, and you say, why don't you guys just come and you know, why do you got to make your own thing? We should just all come together. It's like, you're asking me to ignore the reality of my heritage, my past and my present yeah. and what my future looks like to make you more comfortable. Yeah. Because I'd argue you don't like being left out majority culture. Oh yeah. You don't like being left out. What what do you mean it's not for me? What do you mean what do you mean I can't come in? Too strange, too new. What I don't understand. I'm because you're used to being a part of everything. Mm-hmm. You're used to being able to have the privilege to say yes or no. Yeah. So now someone's telling taking that privilege away. I'm telling you no. I'm telling you it's not for you. Don't touch my hair. Mm-hmm. For us, by us. Come mm-hmm. on, Solange. Now it's like, oh, this is weird. I'm not used to being told this isn't for me. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. So it creates this weird dynamic. But I think it's important. Mm-hmm. It's important that people do things that serve their community, serve their culture, serve their people. It's important. You yeah. know what I mean? And sometimes it's not for you. Yeah. And that doesn't somehow mean they're anti or against you. And sometimes it's primarily focused on them and you're welcomed on their terms. That's right. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Don't come in here acting like and doing so and such and such and such because that's this ain't about you. Yeah. You come in, you're going to need to, you know, like understand what how we do things here. Mm-hmm. You know, so. I think an event like this, it, it, I imagine this was very successful. I hope it was very successful. And it seems like it was just judging from the the piece that I read on vice and photos that I saw of the event itself. And, uh, I am, I, I hope that an event like this finding success and, and these people who really care about each other, about their own representation and care about comics would be loud enough and, uh, uh, successful enough to force other people to take notice, mm-hmm. you know, because yeah. majority culture, not ever picking up on this, always doing a very poor job. Or of, when they do try to pick up on it, it's the caricature version. That's just it. Yeah. It's like it's a, it's, it's a really uninformed stereotypical. That's just it. Hey, representation. There's a, there's a Indian guy with the, you know, he's got a ax and mm-hmm. he's, got two ponytails and like yeah. that's not how we don't you know what i mean and i can't speak to that because that's not my 
that's not my community. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That's not my culture. Well, I know that some of that is in my like bloodline, but I'm not connected to it. So yeah. I don't have any kind of like reference point to be able to say it's this way or that way. Yeah. And I think that's part of the conversation. Like, dang, Brian Michael Bennett's going to write everything. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Every mind, every person of color, every, he going to write everything. Does he have, is he the only one who's got anything to say about Miles Morales? Jessica Jones, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you know, and it's not like he's not doing a great job, but again, it's that there's a real conversation there of like, can we, you know, add some, add something to this? Cause this is, these are, these are our people. Yeah. You know, absolutely. And then you have the case of, uh, you remember that Transformers movie that came out some years ago? Yeah. Skids and Mudflap. Yeah. The two black robots, like, uh, how's the ro- how they black? They like, robots. What's happening here? <laughs> like they are the, oh they really like rap, so they're black. Yeah, and it's you know they, I think that is representation. That is the, exactly. It's just like robots. Yeah, we got black people are not yo, culture and culture alone. We got Autobots, and and even the Autobots got black people. No, no, <laughs> that's not how blackness works. So it's you know it's really exciting to see people owning their culture, forcing it into people's view and, and killing it. Just like doing such a good job that you are forced to pay attention. I saw a tweet, uh, today from, from D Ray and he had, uh, uh, posted something. I think he said it was one of his favorite Nike campaigns and it was when Nike ran the campaign. If they can't find you, make them look. Hmm. And I just felt like as I was reading about this indigenous people, uh, uh, Comic-Con, that felt resonant. Like people are not looking for you. People are not looking to protect you or to represent you or to put you in the place that you deserve to be as a mm-hmm. character within geek culture. If, if they can't find you, make them look. That's what we do in Combo Junto. We're just waiting for the Medici family to come <laughs> looking for us. We're trying to make them look. And we're laying we need down. To give y'all the, we, we need y'all to give us the five stars and the positive comments. That's See, right. That's what I'm saying. Make them look. All right, so that's our news. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to move into our talkback segment. Send your questions to comicbookjunto at barefruit.com. That's B3ARFRUIT.com. Or tweet at us using hashtag AskCBJ. So this week, I submitted a question. Oh, because a I, twist. <laughs> plot twist. I uh-huh. saw this on the internet. Okay. One of the YouTube channels that I'm subscribed to. And I was just like, man, you know what? This is this is a really cool concept. Okay. Um, so I watched this YouTube channel, and part of the YouTube channel, um, they have this thing called Crash Course Philosophy. Yes. Um, so with Crash Course Philosophy, um, what they do is they just kind of bring up you know, this is utilitarianism. This is so-and-so. This is so-and-so. This is PBS, by the way. It's a PBS digital short. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know they got their head on straight. This isn't just random YouTube user talking to you about philosophy. Right. It's PBS. So they use these really cool animations, and they have this guy who breaks down a different, you know, aspect of philosophy. And he does it in a way that really forces you to not really forces you, but helps you to go have the aha moment. He doesn't talk over your head. He uses the proper terms, but he uses a lot of analogies and examples and stuff like that to make you go, oh, okay, I understand that concept. Or, oh, okay. I, I get what you're trying to say. I get how that works. So mm-hmm. this week he did this thing on utilitarianism and kind of like the question that he asked around it was, should Batman just kill the Joker once and for all? 
Okay. If Batman really wants to save Gotham, if he really wants everyone to be safe, he knows that Joker is going to kill people. He's going to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. he, he's not going to somehow not do it. And I know that Batman wants, he can be re- rehabilitated. You know, everyone has a chance to be good. Everyone can so-and-so and so. And I think that that's kind of part of Batman's own ego to believe he can just, we, you know, we can move past that. Yeah. And then the other thing is Joker's going to get out. Yep. He's going to break out. Always does. Or he's going to get let out. Always for some will. sort of way. Yeah. And every time he does, he's going to kill a bunch of people. Yeah. So... If Batman really wants to save Gotham, should he slash shouldn't he just kill him? Just get rid of him. That's the way to make everybody the safest, but his own morality, his moral goal, his his moral like construct says, no, Mm -hmm. we are better than them. Mm -hmm. We don't do that. We don't kill. They do that. Mm-hmm. You know, criminals are a cowardly lot. They're mm-hmm. so-and-so and so. I'm up here, they're down there. I look down on them and go, I'm here to help you and protect them. Mm-hmm. But it's like, my dude. Don't you want to fix this don't problem? You, like, do you want to fix the problem or not? Yeah. Now, I'm kind of speaking as like a character. I'm not speaking as Octavius. Well, and the other part of this, too, is like, not we're not talking just protecting random civilians and citizens of Gotham. You have seen the damage done to people who are close to you, people that you love. Yes. You have an opportunity to prevent this from ever taking place to someone that you love. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe you just kill him. What do you think? I mean, it's it's definitely an interesting illustration of utilitarianism. Uh, and, and it's, I think, an interesting introduction to the idea, to the philosophy. Um, but it's it's one of those things that it's like when you when you start asking really philosophical questions about a certain fiction, things start coming undone. Well, well the definition of utilitarianism um, says is an ethical theory that states that the best action is the one that maximizes utility. Word. Utility is defined as, in various ways, usually in terms of the well-being of sentient entities such as human beings and other animals. Word. Yeah. So it's it's. If you are going to apply utilitarianism and you say, all right, look, Batman is going to be utilitarian. He's going to take this approach. Then, yes, you are going to solve some problems. What you will also do is ruin the story of Batman. (laughs) (laughs) This is like that thing where you say, hey, how does SpongeBob live underwater? How does he, you know, drink water underwater? What's up with him having fire down there? How's he cook? He is underwater, right? Hmm. And you're like, you start picking it apart and you're like, oh no, uh oh, I must be very high because I don't know why I'm thinking about this right now. <laughs> Cause like suddenly this matters a lot to me, but you, you're really just poking holes into, into the character. And Batman's whole thing is this, this struggle between doing what's right and maximizing the, the, the safety of others. Mm-hmm. Right. And his morality struggle it, it makes me wonder, is this a long game that Batman is playing? Is the idea like, I will set the standard for being a good person. I will not kill because I will not align myself with the way the villains But operate. I will use all their tactics. But I will use all their I will tactics. use fear. I will use terror. Yeah. I will stalk them. Mm-hmm. I will hurt them. I will 
hospitalize them. Mm -hmm. I'll basically, I'll break the law. Mm -hmm. I'll basically be a criminal, but for a good reason. Yeah. And I'll do everything up to killing them. Yeah. I'll even steal from them. Yeah. I'll rob them. Uh Uh-huh. I'll I'll vandalize them. This is- I'll destroy their property. Classic Daredevil versus Punisher. Mm Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And Punisher arguing reasonably- you're going to go so far. You're going to break limbs. You're going to beat people up. You're not just going to finish the job. Like You realize they're going to get back up, right? Mm-hmm. It's probably going to cost taxpayers dollars. Yeah. Because they're going to be serving time. Mike, what's the point of what you're doing? What are you doing here? You, oh, this is cute. You're, 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 you're almost serving your own ego. Yeah. It's kind of like, well, if you're going to do the job, do the job. But how lovable is Batman going to be if he just goes out there? How lovable is he now? I mean, there's, he is clearly beloved. Yeah. But would it be the same? Ah, Deadpool just kills people left and right. Yeah. But, but like, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have a classic villain if you just off the Joker. <laughs> Like, yeah, you just damn you shot him. That's it. Well, yeah, I mean, and I think the, I think the thing is like we do have to kind of like because this is uh what do we call it? Canon? What? What is this? Head cannon. Head cannon. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like so, we have to kind of like acknowledge the fact that canon says it's this, this, and that. But we're stepping outside of canon. We are philosophizing. We're, we're having a philosophical conversation about it. That's right. Saying okay, is Batman really about that life? Yeah, because he's talking, talking, talking. But at the end of the day, do you want to keep everybody safe or do you want to keep your moral code? Yeah. Which one is it? I think Batman would argue yes. Yeah. And it's like, well, how effective are you, my dude? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I vowed that I'm going to ruin, rid the city of Gotham of crime. How's that going? Because it seems like every, every two weeks I come back. And you got somebody else, the same guy, a lot of times. Kite Man. It's How like, many times you deal with Kite Man? I mean, Kite Man even, ain't even the biggest dude out there to deal with, but you can't even handle that. <laughs> you can't put nobody in jail. You can't keep nobody in jail. You can't injure them enough to scare them enough. So all these tactics and fear and scare, like you seem to be a pretty ineffective superhero. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, utilitarianism is, it's often tied back to a philosopher, German philosopher, uh, this guy named Immanuel Kant. Mm -hmm. You Um, talked about him in the video. mm -hmm. And, uh, I, I want to point out, I rarely read the comments in YouTube videos, Mm -hmm. but, uh, first comment on this YouTube video, kite man, uh, the utilitarianism (laughs) philosophy. No. Okay. Is, uh, someone ultimate blocks or he says, look, you want bats to kill the Joker, but he just can't. Hey. Hey. There you go. How about that? There you go. That's, That's it, folks. That's it. You got that. All I right. like that. I like that. <laughs> yeah. I really like this series, though. Um, and if you if you haven't watched it before, I know I know I've watched the yeah. videos that you've sent me on. Yeah. Um, I really appreciate it. It makes everything really digestible. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like all of this stuff that I accidentally fell asleep during when I was in college. This I wish this ten was ten minutes. They could have put this in ten minutes, and I would have left the class and gone. I'm ready for a test. I get it. Yeah. Like I don't get, don't hand me a thick book with all it. Give me this video, mm-hmm. and then text me on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I bet you. Not only will I know it, I'll be able to use, you know, debate about it and have discussions about it because exactly. I actually get it. Uh, Octavius, uh, this question says, "Who is a, a famous philosopher tied to the theory of utilitarianism?" Uh, you wrote Killer Croc. Mm-hmm. I don't. That's correct. I'm not sure if. Did you literally take that from the video, or what's what's up? Well, the video uh, addressed Batman and Joker. Yeah. So 
Um, when you think about the Rogues Gallery, yeah, Joker is a part of the Rogues Gallery. Okay, and I figured I'd switch it up a little bit, like add to add something different, you know, because you got you always talk about bringing, you know, like bringing your own thoughts. Okay, yeah, this, yeah, 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 yeah. To, like use it's, what it's you're a, learning it's a in personal life. approach. Yeah, sure, sure. I appreciate that. Yeah. Okay, that's wrong. No, did you see the B E T? Have you seen <laughs> the correct answer is B E T? Oh gosh, I really like this video a lot. I, I I value this series. This is really awesome. So I don't know that we're going to be able to answer this, but I think this is a cool question to kind of talk about back and forth. So request talk to us on Twitter about it again at Octavius A Newman at Adam Tedderus on Twitter. Mm. Talk to us about it. Give us your thoughts. Watch the video. Um, I did tweet the video. Comic Book Junto's account did retweet the video. And Adam, remind me to put this video in the show notes. Mm -hmm. Check it out. So if you're listening right now, if you're on iTunes, you should be able to tap on the screen. You should be able to see a little link that is talking about the video that we're discussing right now. And also, if you're on SoundCloud, you should be able to see the link as well. Uh, you link. know what I want too, by the way? I, I don't mean to interrupt, but I want people to, to, to sh like sound off online. Should Batman just kill the Joker? That's what I want to know. Yeah. Just should he? Should he do it? Mm-hmm. Yay or nay? Simple as that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because that's, really that's really what this is posing. It's kind of like utilitarianism. Let me give you an example. Yeah. Da, da 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 And it's like, ooh, when you put it that way, I get it, mm -hmm. you know, because it starts to stretch. One of the things that I, that I say that makes things make sense to me is I take a concept and I stretch it till it breaks, mm. you know? And if I don't have to stretch it very far to break it, then it's like, oh, I don't know if this is a very good idea, yeah, you know? Sure. But if I got to stretch, 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 and then it starts to kind of get, uh, I don't know, then it's like, oh, this, this might work. Yeah. So... This is one of the scenarios that kind of puts it to its breaking point. Like, is this, is this utilitarianism actually a good idea? Yeah. Let me put it to you this way. Should Batman just kill the Joker? Then it's like, oh, well, wait a minute. Mm -hmm. oh, let me think about that. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. that's not... We might be able to debate these like random topics, but when you apply it, mm -hmm. like someone comes in, they're going to kill your, kill your wife or kill them. They die. Conversation's yeah. over. I'm killing you. Yeah. Like, I, feel no, I, I don't feel bad about it. I don't feel emotional about it. Me, my wife, my children, or you, you're dying three times. You know, this makes me... <laughs> not even, there's nothing... There's no, there's no discussion. I don't care what nobody says. I'm not... And I don't feel bad about it. I, like, I, can't, I can't help but think go. of the Brubaker series that we're reading, uh, mm -hmm. Killer Be Killed. Right, exactly. When the question comes up, like, if you are tasked with taking a life, how do you determine whose life is worth taking? Who's a good guy? Who's a bad guy? Who's good enough bad enough how much bad do you need to be considered yeah. bad and not that bad bad enough to die but am i good enough to kill the bad guy yeah am i he's bad but i'm bad too but i'm more good than he is but am i good enough to discipline his badness like you know what i mean <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm like that's a lot that's a twist <laughs> that's a lot to work through a lot to and parse. then you kind of just want to put the gun down and go you know what <laughs> Just kill me, okay? <laughs> Just kill me, because that way I don't got to think about all this. Yeah, right. I but can't... then do I want to die? Am I ready to die? How am you going to kill me? You're going to just kill me? Like, do I just wake up on the other side? Or is it a painful death? Wait, yeah. is the pain that I would receive from being killed this way worse than the pain that I'd receive for killing this guy? Well, when you put it that way, I, <laughs> I didn't anticipate coming up with this moral quandary. Well, I mean, you're asking me to kill this guy, but I'm just trying to think. I, like, look, I... Well, 
I, I gotta weigh my options here. I, I wanted to leave hell for just a minute and just yeah. see what my options were. I understand, but you're presenting I, me with this, and I'm wow. trying to like really consider. Like, have you thought through this stuff? Is this a part of the contract? Do we? Is there a negotiation oh, piece? Look, I gotta be honest. This is deep. <laughs> this is this goes very deep. I just I, I wasn't prepared. I just I thought maybe I would scare you. And yeah, I mean, no, I'm definitely scared. Don't get okay. me wrong. You're very okay. scary. I mean, yeah. the first thing I saw was your eyes in the pitch black dark, and it was a thing. I mean. So I don't want you to feel bad here. You, no, honestly, I just feel sad. You did a great. <laughs> I just feel very sad now. It's <laughs> contemplative. I've really put you in a tough situation, and I've never been in this myself. I've always been from hell. I've just done this. I really appreciate the discourse. <laughs> I'm Mr. Mephistopheles. No one really talks to me. I kind of show up, and they get scared and uh, do what I say. But you are you're different. I like you. I mean, I feel bad that I put you in this situation, but you still got to kill the guy, or I got to kill you. Be yeah. I have to do it. You yeah. Know? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of what I do. Hey, that's philosophy. <laughs> that's, yeah. Look, the Junto will take you there. Philosophy of Geek Coach. That's what we do. <laughs> All right. So please send us questions. Hashtag AskCBJ on Twitter or send us questions. Junto at barefoot.com and give us some content so we can talk back to you guys on the show. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. time to get into books of the week. Uh, and get into the pool. Let's go inside the brown bag. We always forget this. So I'm just going to say it up front. Yeah, please. We are going to spoil <laughs> Batman annual number one. That's right. That's what we're going to talk about. That's our book of the week. The one book of the week we have. We're going to spoil it. So we're going to talk about our books, with the other books that we purchased, what's inside of our brown bag. But then after that, we are going to spoil this book. Mm-hmm. If you have not read it, now is the time to pause this, read it, or fast forward past this. If you decide not to do either one and this gets spoiled, three, two, one. It's your fault. It's your fault. Yeah. Spoilers. We've warned you. Uh, now, what do you got? Well, first, happy brown bag day. Happy brown bag to you. Happy brown bag day to you as well. Mm-hmm. Same to you, internet. Yeah. It is, uh, it's Wednesday. New comics. We're, we're recording the episode on Wednesday. Ain't that novel. Yeah. Uh, I, I picked up a couple of new ones today. I'm very excited to return to a few series today. And I'm going to start alphabetically Batman Annual, which is our book yeah, of the week. Alphabetical order? Uh, yeah, yeah. When did you have time to do that? No, I just did that right now. Okay. Uh, Batman Annual. The, the whole damn world has contributed to this book. And we're going to get into that shortly. I picked up Black Widow number eight, which I'm really excited to get into. I also picked up Inhumans versus X-Men Number zero. I wasn't sure I was going to get into this, uh, but I was thumbing through the pages when I was in the shop and the art sold me. I'll be honest with you. This is one of those situations where looking at the pages completely sold me. I love Charles Sewell. I'm interested in where this event is going. So that's going to be good. Hey, we got a man thing alert. Giant size man thing alert. Major key man thing, major man thing alert. Mm -hmm. Uh, Old man Logan, number 14. This is the, the first issue in a brand new arc called Monster War. And I am so damn excited that Man-Thing shows up in these pages. How about that? I loved this book. I deeply enjoyed this book. You should pick it up. And I also picked up Saga Chapter 40. Everything pales in comparison. After the Man-Thing... I'm like, when I see Man-Thing show up in the pages, a whole week is made. I'm Everything go, changes. I'm going to go in reverse alphabetical order. Ooh! I got the totally awesome Hulk number. You trying to prove that you're sober? You like do the alphabet backwards? Or <laughs> well, yeah, right. <laughs> Old man Logan number fourteen, giant size man thing alert. I've got Miss Marvel number thirteen, yeah. and my wife is reading this with me. Is Ms. that Marvel. right? Yeah, 
Is she making you read it out loud? No, she's actually reading the comic book. She's like, did you get me Miss Marvel? I look at her, I was like, oh, so you want to read comic? Okay, all right, let me let me invest in that. If I'm you like- joined us during our live show, yeah. our, our, our first and so far only live show, uh, Octavius' wife, Alexis, shout out Alexis, thank you for the five shout stars. Shout out to you, wife. Uh, thank you for the five stars, positive comment. And, um, <laughs> Dealing with me for better or for worse. <laughs> Support and love. Uh, she she had asked a question about reading comic books out loud to your significant other. Octavius vehemently against it, against the practice. No. This is not exercised in the blackout congregation, I guess. <laughs> it's uh, not exercised in the Newman household. <laughs> I'm cool with it. I'm all right. Yeah. Uh, Robbie, Re- Robbie Reyes, Ghost Rider, number mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Um, Black Widow, number eight. And Batman Annual number one. Batman that's our Annual. book of the week. Yeah. Uh, so Batman Annual is a little bit different from a book that we would do normally in that this is not one cohesive story. This is a collection of five stories, each of them with their own writer and their own illustrator. And what I thought we might do is just go through, briefly touch on each story and talk about the ones that we liked the most and why that might be. Yeah. If that sounds, sounds about right. Sounds good. Uh, so the first story in this annual is uh, is Good Boy. And this is written by Tom King, mm-hmm. illustrated by David Finch. And, favorite one. Oh, yeah. Right out the gate. Off top. Right out the gate. Uh, this Another example of Tom King taking a really interesting approach to Batman. And this story, in my opinion, is not about Batman at all. It's about Alfred. And what Alfred is willing to do mm-hmm. for the dude that he serves. Yeah. Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Heartwarming. Yeah. This is the most heartwarming story that starts with a dog brutally mangling Batman's neck. Right. I'm like, open the page. I'm like, oh, oh, no. And then suddenly by the end of this, I love it. Totally love it. Uh, how do you feel about this story? This story was great. Uh, first of all, I love dogs. I have uh-huh. a dog myself. My dog's name is Logan. That's right. He's a pit bull. And he's like not the vicious bite you in your neck dog, but when people see him, they think he is. And pit bulls get that just because like being being a pit bull is it's like profiling, man. It's, it's profiling. It's, it's canine profiling. It is. it is. It is. Like we tell people, they're like, "Oh, we have a dog. What kind of dog do you have?" It's like a pit bull. Oh, oh my goodness! It's like you never even met him. <laughs> oh no, it's cool, cool, cool. I'm, I got plenty of friends who are pit bulls, so right. like I'm right. You know, I'm cool with them. Yeah, I like pit bulls, of course. Yeah. I mean, you know, like, it's just, I don't have a pit bull, but they're cool. Like, you know, I'm fine with that. I tell Logan all the time, it's like, don't worry, we love you. <laughs> no, we're not going to let anything happen to you. Yeah. So, you know, this story is about a, bo- uh, a dog that looks like might have been affected by one of Joker's pranks or or something like joker drove this dog crazy yeah and it's rabid or something and it has killed a whole bunch of other dogs this dog is wearing this little outfit uh with an ace a big a mm-hmm. on his forehead and uh the, the the card the playing card an ace and uh for some reason alfred has decided to take this dog in and rehabilitate it. Right. So he goes, he's at the pound and you know, he's saying, look, I want the dog. And the guy at the pound's going, look, the dog's not like rehab. rehab. There's the word. You can't save it. Yeah. Yeah. You don't, don't save him. He don't want to be saved. She isn't fit for anything but dying. Wow. This person at the pound says that's a lot. 
And Alfred says, hey, here you go. Let me write you a check. Let me go ahead and have you rechristen the facility to the Martha and Thomas Wayne Humane Society. That's Martha, not Martha. Marsha. Yeah. Martha. As in the person who stopped the chaos in Batman v Superman. Why did you say that name? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Why would you say that name? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Martha! <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it makes a, a huge donation, I imagine, to this, this shelter. I mean, one big enough for you to change the name. Yeah. Change the name and get that dog out in the streets. Yeah. And, uh, and this is Alfred's little conquest to uh, train and, and fix this dog. I got to say, maybe it's just the, the visual or it's the way that he's acting, but Bruce Wayne reminded me so much of Archer in this issue. Why is that? From the cartoon Archer. Like, one, he's wearing his little smoking jacket when he comes down to the table and he's uh, expecting breakfast and he's yelling for Alfred, right? He's just shouting for Alfred. And he says, I was expecting breakfast. Alfred says, yes, Master Bruce, this is not breakfast. Right, and you've got He's the, just staring at this mongrel of a dog on the his, table, on his table, growling, growling at his him. face. And he's growl, He's basically growling back at the dog. But yeah, he goes eye to eye with him like, oh, you want to do this? What you want to do? Now, yeah. this page right here is my favorite page. So October 7th, we see Alfred with the dog lunging at him. Batman is in his at the back computer, and he says, the feather, the feather found at the bank is traceable to, what is this word? Uh, Eudipides. Eudipides chromosome, mm-hmm. or the southern rockhopper penguin, a species Cobblepot has been featuring in his new exhibit. All the while, Alfred getting bit by this dog. Yeah, because he's got, you know, the training <laughs> the training jacket on where the dog can, like, run up and bite you and all that. Mm-hmm. Batman's at, at the uh, back computer. So, of course, he's talking about the penguin. Mm-hmm. October 24th, a dual hostage taking, taking, at the two by two dance studios biannual charity ball, it seems almost too obvious. Yeah. So of course he's talking about two face. Uh-huh. And again, Alfred with the dog. <laughs> November seventeenth, kite man. Kite man. <laughs> Yo, yeah, I gotta say, King. man, sleeper. Kite man really coming out ahead in the rogues gallery. This yeah. Year. Who who knew about kite man before this? <laughs> Hell yeah. Not I. <laughs> um. And then December first. What has no beginning, or end, or middle? A donut, of course. But why a donut? And then <laughs> the dog has like got Alfred by the back of his neck. So yeah, so I think that that was like that really shows like this is what it's like for Batman. He's just sitting at the back computer constantly. When does the dude sleep? When does uh, he eat? When does know. he even work out? Yeah, and this is Alfred's commitment to to changing this dog to to really bring the dog back from a nasty place. I thought this was uh, a in especially poignant moment uh, on the next page in, in which Bruce says, Alfred, it's gone on long enough. The dog is broken. The Joker broke him. And he's trying to say like, he has this realization that the dog is too far gone. Stop trying to bring it back. But, doesn't sway Alfred. In fact, we even see just this little moment, a very quiet moment, in which Alfred says, sit to, to Ace. And Ace sits. So that reminded me a little bit, this parallel yeah, it, of the way that Alfred is taking care of Bruce. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, Bruce says, you, uh, so uh, the dog is broken, the Joker broke him. And Alfred goes, did he? And Batman goes, you never understood. All these years, I've tried to tell you, some wounds don't heal. And it's like, my dude, you're the dog. Bruce, 
you are the dog. Mm-hmm. Like what he's doing with the dog is what he's done with you. Yeah. Is he's been patient. He's been there. He's trained him. He's worked with him. He's worked with him. He worked with him. You know what I mean? And the, of course the dog's not probably going to be perfect, yeah. but he's functional. He's yeah. able to be able to be in relationships with other people. And mm-hmm. that's Batman. Batman is a dysfunctional friend, dysfunctional father, dysfunctional family member, but he, you know, you can, you can work with him if you really want to. December 19th, Batman comes in with a freaking knife in his shoulder, <laughs> sits down at the back computer, pulls the knife out, and then the dog rolls up on him, like, and like, are you good? Kind of like, that's the dog's like, you straight? And he goes, it's okay, boy, it's okay. I'm fine, I'm fine. And then the dog is like pawing at him and gives him, you know, like shakes his hand. December 25th, Christmas Day. So... Batman or Bruce Wayne at this time, I mean, it's, you know, it's always Batman. Yeah. Um, he goes, I thought Ace might like it. And he put this little, like, you know, Batman cowl on the dog's head. And he says, maybe, maybe for Halloween or something. And he goes, you know, like he thought like the dog maybe like that might like that. So Bruce goes to Alfred while he's petting the dog, while the dog is like in his lap, while the dog is at his feet, he goes, can't help but notice Alfred, no gift from you this year. Wasn't I a good boy? Like, good boy, good right? Good boy. Um, and Alfred goes, no, g- hmm. Like, really? Yeah. You don't? Okay. You, you didn't and, see what and I the thing, Al- Al- Alfred's such an OG, loving, patient, old head. He goes, you know what? Okay. You know what I'm saying? He goes, an oversight, sir. You have my apologies. In my defense, I have been rather occupied lately with the dog <laughs> that's at your feet. Hint, hint, That hint. you're petting. Wink, wink, wink. That you just put a freaking Batman mask on. Yeah. And he goes, I'm just teasing you, Alfred. I have everything. Um, I, have, I already have everything. What more could you get me? He goes, well, sir, I suppose right now I could get you some more breakfast. And he steps off and be- <laughs> Alfred goes, world's greatest detective indeed. Girl. Like, can't even see what's right in front of him. Great job, so Tom good. King. That the gift, the, the the commitment, the loyalty, the way that Alfred is 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 committed to repairing the people that he takes care of. Yeah, and teaching those people. He's smarter than he looks. Yeah, he might be a man of service, but he is an intelligent man. Yes. Um, I loved this short story. There was only one thing that stood out to me that I have a question. I wonder if it's an editorial thing, but in the in the pound. The the guy working in the pound refers to the dog as a she, mm-hmm. and later Bruce Wayne continually refers to Ace boy. as a boy. Yeah, and I was wondering, what is that? Maybe that's just a typo. Hmm. They just changed the gender on the dog midway through. So no, if the story is called Good Boy, hmm. then I, I like to think that maybe this is a male dog. I don't think it really matters one way yeah. or another. But I read that and I had to go back and think like, what did some what what happened? What happened here? So. That was it. This this story is great, man. This is everything I love about Tom King and the way he approaches these great, characters. It, like, this is like a Batman animated series yeah. episode. That's oh, what it yeah. reminds me of. Absolutely. Uh, the yeah. second story in this uh, annual is Silent Night. This one is from Scott Snyder, and it's illustrated by Declan Shalvey. Uh, this was an interesting story. I, I like Declan Shalvey's take on Batman. It's very clean. It's very simple. It, ri- it reminds me of Batman animation. And uh, this is, I mean, in so many words, one of the first times we ever get to see Batman 
kind of get a night off. Yeah. Like even when he's or in get the suit. a few moments off. Yeah. And what I thought was interesting is he's under the impression that this technology that's supposed to be, he had explains the technology scans the police blotter and radios, and then it looks for key words and it reroutes it to Batman and lets him know what's what. So, you know, keywords being like, if somebody were to say penguin, somebody were to say question mark, somebody were to say laughing, he would have an idea of what to anticipate and where it's at. And this blotter, this radio that he set up for himself, it's not getting any signal. And this danger that he sees, it looks like possible terrorist uh, activity in this, in this park in Gotham, turns out to just be performers who are delighting this crowd of people in Gotham. And the whole time I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. Like, yeah. okay, and someone's going to pull out a Tommy gun. And okay, and someone's going to hit somebody with some sort of gas. And, and then nothing happens. Yeah. Everything's all good. They're just like, you know, doing this performance and people are having a great time. Yeah. And Batman kind of cracks a smile. Yeah. He's like, and he's talking to Alfred and he's like, look, you know, what's going on? Nothing's happening. And again, Alfred hits him with a little bit of wisdom. And he says, um, we used to have a saying in the SAS, Master Bruce, for these brief pauses in the battle. Enjoy it while it lasts. Bombardment will surely resume. Yeah. You know, so that's where Batman gives a little, little half smile. Mm-hmm. It takes a minute to sit there and look at what's going on. And then shortly afterwards... He goes down, he gets a little ping, and he's got he's to run off. So that was a quick little short story. Yeah, it's nice to see Batman catch a breather from yeah. time to time. So that was cool. Yeah. Now, this next one, I'll tell you right now, I wasn't feeling it. <laughs> okay, so this third one is called The Not-So-Silent Night of the Harley Quinn. This is written by Paul Dini and illustrated by Neil Adams. Tell me more about that. You're not feeling it. The illustration by Neil Adams was just a lot going on for It's me. not very good. I, really, I know Neil Adams is is like a legend. He's heavyweight. It's not my favorite stuff. You and I can agree on that. Yeah, I mean, you can be whoever you want to be and be whatever you. I don't really care. This is just, I'm not really into it because there's a lot of stuff that was going on, and I was just like, what? What is? What am I looking at? What's happening? Very busy. Yeah, there's just stuff going on with not a lot of words and just a lot of activity, and I don't even know what's going on. All I know is Harley Quinn apparently was out dropping and also what is this car is batman's in a is in a chevy caprice driving yeah. around in a in a in a in a, in a malibu like <laughs> this is you know he out here a chevy impala like what is this, he driving in <laughs> like what is this this is uh this is a very classic batman look it, it reminds me of like well, he's uh, driving a chevy impala yeah i like this is one of the joints they used to drive around the hood like why is he you know unclear this is more classic car, almost James Bond looking uh, vehicle um, rather than the Batmobile. But Harley is dressed up in a little Santa outfit. She's up to some pranks and Batman picks her up and she wants to sing Christmas carols. And Batman says, I don't sing. Right. And, but he does a little bit. Yeah. And so she's uh, singing and all this kind of stuff. And there's all this activity that goes on that I don't understand. The activity, it seems to be the theme is like some situation is coming up that looks nasty and it resolves itself without Batman even needing to intervene. So, you know, a couple of kids have toys and then some other kids run up on them. The illustrations made this very confusing for me. But what I put together is like the kids retaliate, the good kids, innocent kids retaliate and everything's okay. And this like person almost loses their dog, but the dog is saved and everything's all right. And another person is maybe going to get mugged or something and then is saved by a float 
in a parade. I, there's a lot happening here, but the the end of it is Batman Batman's picks up Harley. An Uber driver. He's an Uber driver, and he drove Harley all the way back to Coney Island. Uber everywhere. Yeah, I don't understand why Batman. He's a billionaire, and I understand he likes to do charity and all that kind of stuff. But doesn't he have a lot of like different foundations that he started and gives to? He just opened up a pound. Yeah, a couple episodes ago. Does he need to be doing this? Does he like, need to be gig like economy? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why he's driving for Uber. Maybe that's why he's not driving him a Batmobile and he's driving that. You know, that's a good point. Chevy Malibu. Batmobile's got how many seats? One, maybe two, maybe two. He's got a place to lock people up in the back. In the back, as I've seen from the Arkham games, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah, just puts you inside of a, a metal metal trunk. Yeah, with no breathing room. It's like a coffin. It yeah. looks like, and then just opens up and it's like, "Hey, how you doing, bats?" Like, no, yeah. I'm not with it. So look, he he takes Harley to Coney Island where she meets up with some other villains. Not the strongest story in the annual. Uh, the fourth is titled Stag. This is written by Steve Orlando and illustrated by Riley Rossmo. Love the illustration on this one. Yeah, Riley Rossmo. I'm really, really feeling this, especially when the, uh, what is it? Who, who's the bad guy that we're dealing with in this one? The Minister Blizzard. Minister Blizzard. Love it. Giant beard. Yeah. Uh, the, got like a crown on. Animation looks, or the, the artwork looks good. Reminds me a little bit of Paul Pope, if you're familiar with Paul Pope. I really like Batman's look when he's scaling the building. That's a good look. Um, I like this story. It seems interesting, especially the bit where Bruce is, is thinking, you know, that this guy, Barry O'Neill, he's... Very old. He's got a lot of experience. He's got a lot of money. He's a uh, philanthropic dude. And he's been helping people that I haven't been able to help. I mean, like, I'll always be able to show up and punch somebody's lights out. But when Barry O'Neill goes away, who's going to be there? Who's going to help the, the like, disenfranchised, the people who need his, his foundation money? And unfortunately, Barry O'Neill meets his... Uh, untimely demise at the hands of, it looks like, a new villain, the stag. I don't know what the stag's deal is. Apparently, it's an, he's a, he, she is an honest signal. I don't know. Stag looks pretty creepy. The stag looks pretty creepy. And, and what we do know like is... she, actually. It does. It does look like a woman. And uh, stag, it, it appears, is someone we will be seeing more of in 2017. Yeah, I don't know what that's about, but I do know that... I mean, Greg Capullo and Scott Snyder, they said they have some Batman stuff coming in 2017. I'm excited. I like this story. It was a, a, a nice, short story. I really like the artwork a lot, and I think Steve Orlando did a good job on this one. And that brings us to the very, very last in the Batman annual. This one is called The Insecurity Diversion, written by Scott Brian Wilson, illustrated by Bill Key Evely. How do you feel about The Insecurity Diver Diversion? Um, eh. Can I just say, a little confusing at first. Yeah, like, I didn't really understand what this main villain that's in Arkham... This is Arkham, right? Yeah. That's in Arkham. I didn't really understand what their power was. Yeah. But apparently, they can kill people just by having getting in contact with their DNA. Haunter is her name. I'm not super familiar with her power set. Power set something about killing people with their DNA, and I don't really know how that works and what that means. What I do know is it seems like something very elaborate happened very quickly and was foiled immediately. Yeah. Because she's all like doing something with Scarecrow, and Scarecrow has the nerve gas all throughout Gotham, and as soon as they form up, 
Batman just tromps them both. Just comes in and punches them, and like, that's it. That's, that's that. That's enough. That's it, guys. I thought the one thing that was interesting about this was the nerve gas introduced to Gotham mm-hmm. caused everyone to have this anxiety. anxiety. Yeah, like, talk bad about themselves, think negative thoughts. Yeah. And Batman was even dealing with it, too, before he put the mask on to, like, filter that out. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Saying things like, he's a disgrace, he's not worthy of of putting on the, the cowl, that kind of thing. Uh, I like the artwork. I think uh, Bill Key Evely is is really showing up, especially with the colors. Uh, I thought the, the, the colorist, uh, Matt Lopez, is the person doing colors. That is my favorite part of this issue, but the the story didn't really hold up. I was a little confused to be to be totally honest. Yeah, it wasn't a huge payoff for me. That's right. Uh, so as far as being the last story in this annual, it was not the strongest one. Visually speaking, it was really dope, but it was not the strongest one. And uh, that rounds out Batman Annual. Mm-hmm. Good boy, that first story from Tom King. Best one to me. So damn good. Yes. Uh, it makes the Batman annual worth it. And it's, I think, is really fun to see different people have their take on the character. And you know what the other thing is? I was really scared about Scott Snyder leaving. What's going to happen? It's like, well, man, they, they killed it. Yeah, apparently he hasn't really left. He's kind of done the Michael Jordan thing. He said, like, I'm, I'm not playing anymore. JK, I'm back. Right. But I'm not playing anymore. Right. But a pickup game from time to time. Right, right, right. So... Yeah, I'm cool with it. I'm I'm glad to see him back. It was interesting that we couldn't get Capullo on this one, but it's he's doing he's doing reborn. All right, Mark yeah. Millar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the the one that you told me that uh, you were really digging. really good. You guys should pick that up. Mm-hmm. I would love to talk about that for Book of the Week at some point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So let's talk about next week. Next week, a um, couple books coming out. I think would be great to get Batman number twelve. Okay, continuing with that with that I am suicide part four. Um, and another thing that I'm really excited about that's coming out, Motor Crush number one. Oh, yo, 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 Babs Tar. Um, who, who else is on that? Uh, uh, Brendan Fletcher. Yep, Fletcher and Cameron. Oh, man. Cameron Stewart. Yes. Cameron Stewart. Brendan Fletcher, Babs Tar, Cameron Stewart. Oh, who we were lucky enough to meet at Comic-Con in New York. Yeah. They were super cool, super generous, and I'm really excited about Motor Crush. Mm-hmm. Check so, that one out. Those are going to be our books of the week for next week. Batman number 12, Motor Crush number one. Go pick up Motor Crush number one. Support that book. Let's come back and read it together and let's talk about what we think about it. Yeah. All right. So that's episode 49. Um, we're coming up on 52 episodes. We're coming up on a year's worth of weeks. Dang. That's big. We made it. Yeah. Well, we're, we're coming up on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're coming up on make it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So again, hit us up on Twitter. Let us know your thoughts. Should Batman just kill Joker once and for all? Let us know any other feedback and thoughts and opinions on this episode. Leave us five stars and a positive comment on iTunes. Um, also subscribe on iTunes. Um, Share this episode with somebody else. Make sure you follow us on SoundCloud. Leave us your comments there as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, continue to enjoy the Junto. Invite people to join the Junto. And we thank you guys for listening. You remember back in the day when we were doing episodes and asking people to write us stories about Man Man and Metro Boomin? Yeah. I'm saying someone's got to give me a blank man script for a comic book. Make it work, Damon Wayne's video game. Tell me how that works, Adam. I'm just saying. I want some fiction. I want some. I want some community created okay. fiction. All right. And maybe it gets big enough. We have a, a Damon Wayne's Comic Con out in Albuquerque, New All Mexico. Right. Right. First of his kind. Okay. All right. All right. Damon, we love you. Thank you for the five stars and major pain. 
<laughs> All right, and we love you as well. Until next time, peace. <laughs>